Get Jolted into electrifying health and well-being with The Jolt Files. A spark of inspiration that will ignite your body and mind and shock you out of the same old routine. This is The Jolt Files with your host, Katherine Berry. Hello and welcome. My name's Kath Berry and I'm here with Matthew Bauer, President of the Acupuncture Now Foundation. We have been talking about acupuncture as a one particular technique. That's the insertion of fine wires or needles into specific points along those meridian pathways. I'd really like to explore with you some of the adjunct therapies which might fall under the acupuncture and oriental medicine. You've alluded to herbal medicine, but... One of the things I think our audience would be unaware of is that there's other practices like moxibustion. So could you take me through what moxibustion is all about? Well, moxibustion is the process of burning a very particular substance, an herb that is called moxa. It comes from the Artemisia vulgaris plant. And uh, that that is a substance that was discovered to have really unique properties in the ability to warm the interior of the body um, and it's it's applied in several different ways everything from uh, burning like a moxa stick which is almost like a big cigar or a very big incense stick and holding it over different parts of the body different acupuncture points and and even larger muscle groups uh, to sometimes doing a very tiny piece literally the size of a grain of rice that may be burnt directly on the skin that that type of moxa isn't used as much it, it may vary from country to country because that can leave a little freckle sized scar so some places decide not to use it because of that but uh moxa is a um a, a really great tool to to stimulate these points in a thermal way using a heat source rather than a kind of mechanical way as the needles do. Well, I'd like to explore that idea of using heat as a therapy with you, that in previous talks we looked at yin and yang and heat and cold was given as an example. So what's your opinion in, say, injury recovery? You know, Do you apply ice and look at cold-type treatments or is there more value in using a warming-type treatment such as moxibustion? The question of ice, I think, is a little controversial, especially to us in Chinese medicine theory, because the basic underlying theory is about facilitating natural healing. And uh, ice is something that is, we could call it somewhat unnatural. I mean, yes, you can have snow in areas where something that cold is is natural, but um my personal belief on the on the issue of ice is that it's very effective immediately right after an injury, but much more than even a few hours after injury, I believe that ice kind of constricts circulation, even though it does reduce uh, swelling and inflammation, it does it in a somewhat artificial way. And we tend to more want to facilitate circulation as part of the healing process. So I think there is definitely a place for ice, but I think heat maybe gets uh, underappreciated in modern therapy as they look at it because they 
they tend to lean more towards how to try to suppress symptoms and maybe artificially. Whereas in Chinese medicine, we especially look at trying to facilitate natural healing and good circulation is part of natural healing. And using heat does tend to speed up circulation. So I, I like to say that ice is good to limit the initial impact of the injury, but heat is better to really speed up and facilitate the complete healing of the problem. And this is, this is especially so if somebody lives in a really cold climate or if, like, say, for example, a colleague of mine told me about a patient they had that was water skiing in cold water and ended up with bad arthritis. And when they did moxa, it really drove the cold out of the body and uh, did just a wonderful job of correcting that problem. So there's, there's both the first aid sort of application of it, but there's also the climate balancing uh, aspect of using heat therapy. So could you tell us a little bit more about what moxa would do from an energy point of view, how would moxa help somebody, say, with that water skiing and arthritis type condition? Everything in, in traditional Chinese medicine is about restoring balance to the two primary forces of everything in nature, yin and yang. These are yin and yang, as it's sometimes called, these two opposites. So if somebody has what we call an invasion of cold, meaning that the, one of the greatest accomplishments of the the Chinese was recognizing that the interior of the body needed to maintain certain parameters of like things like temperature and moisture. So if there's too much cold in the body, then you need to warm it up. That brings that balance. And that's where a heat therapy is especially important, is if there's any kind of aspect of cold. For example, there's a point on the thighs on the side of the thigh and if you stand up straight and let your arms hang naturally to your sides where the tip of your middle finger hits on the side of your thigh is a point that's that's known as a place where uh, both cold and wind can invade the body and this is was especially known from people working in rice paddies where they were working in water and then especially like walking home in the evening, if a cold breeze would come up, it would, we would say it would actually kind of enter this point and cause the invasion of cold wind. So that's, that's and cause a, a, a set of problems that people would go through with the invasion of cold wind, like stiffness in their joints that connects to the hip and kneecap and everything. So uh, maybe lead to arthritis in those areas. And using something like moxa to counteract that invasion of cold wind into that point uh, was a you know was is an excellent use of that type of therapy. Indeed, Matt, and you've just reminded me of that wonderful old wives' tale about not going out with wet hair. The same idea that you can get an invasion of cold through the back of the neck, and of course we've all suffered from that terrible chill that you get and the sore throat and then the accompanying cold and flu symptoms. So that that invasion of cold or wind cold certainly permeates a lot of. Uh, very well-known conditions that we've all suffered from. So, you know, that's interesting that you talk about moxa being used to drive out the cold. Are there any other types of conditions that an acupuncturist would consider using moxa, either on the stick or the rice grain or the moxa box where it's burnt and, uh, and placed on the lower back, for example? 
we we just talked about like uh, some ancient and uh, traditional ideas of using moxa, but we we live in modern times, and and a, a great example of a modern use and somewhat uh, looking differently than just driving out cold is there has been quite a bit of work done using moxa for immune problems as a way of seeming it seems to really spark the immune system and uh, there's a, a colleague of mine who's who's a great authority on using acupuncture and acupuncture techniques chinese medicine techniques for treating aids and aids related uh, conditions uh, they use moxa very effectively to increase the immune systems of, of people dealing with um, AIDS-related conditions. So, Matt, could you describe for us how that would work? How would something like burning of a herb near the skin increase the immune system? Well, that's that's a great question. The moxa is considered a a yang, a yang, as compared to a yin sort of of quality to it. So with the serious dropping off of the immune system, like we see in AIDS, there, that is often considered to be a loss of the yang energy. So moxa is something that is a yang supplement. Uh, so that's how some of the you know, traditional view of it might be. In, in modern time, it would be very interesting to do more specific studies, but I know they have seen like improvement in, of white cells. Now, how exactly that happens from a modern physiology kind of mechanical, you know, the mechanism of how would heating this this point or or these points, how would that improve white cells? You know, that's that's a fascinating question. I don't think we have answers to that, but we definitely see the results of using these type of therapies and the the positive clinical results they bring. And so what's something like moxa not good for? When would you consider avoiding a heat therapy or a a moxa bustion type treatment? Well, in a condition where there's already excess heat, like say for example, uh, moxa can be a really wonderful, very effective therapy for some types of diarrhea. Um, it we use it especially on points in the around the abdomen, and we might do some points on the lower leg and maybe around the elbows too, but especially around the abdomen. But that's effective for a cold type of of diarrhea, and it's maybe not the most pleasant subject to talk about, but is a good example. With basically with cold diarrhea, that's where you have watery stool that tends to not have much gas in it comes out with undigested food because there's not enough heat in the uh, in the in intestinal system to uh, break the food down and end up causing gas production versus another kind of diarrhea is would be a heat type and in that there will tend to be gas somewhat explosive diarrhea and it there may be burning around the the rectum when you do that that's a heat type of diarrhea you would not want to use moxa that is going to increase the heat in the intestines. You would not want to use that in a heat diarrhea. Could you ever use moxa as an alternative to acupuncture? Is there any conditions which moxa might be more effective than inserting needles? Well, yes, there there are 
those conditions, and especially as I said, if it's a if it's a cold condition, some kind of invasion of cold, that's what moxa is at its absolute strongest at. And so, in in some of those cases, that that might be more effective than using needling. And you know, in in China, they actually have these societies that they call of acupuncture, acupuncture moxibustion. It's almost like one word. It's like two sides of one coin. So those those two therapies are considered to have these uh, somewhat overlapping, but then also some different characteristics to where, yes, sometimes you you rely more on moxa than acupuncture and other times just the opposite. Now, for me, for example, I live in practice in Southern California in a very warm climate. So I I don't use moxa a lot because I don't see many of those patients that have the invasion of cold. If I lived in a colder climate and I do see patients that come in that come from a cold climate or have something happen when they were skiing or something like that, that uh, I, I do end up using it. But there are definitely indications where, where MOXA would be the preferred therapy. Thank you for taking us through that in-depth explanation about the use of moxibustion or heat therapy. In our next episode, we're looking at other techniques beyond acupuncture. That's cupping, tuina massage and gua sha. So stay tuned for another episode of The Jolt Files. You've been listening to Matthew Bauer, President of the Acupuncture Now Foundation and Catherine Berry from Acupuncture Professional. Thanks for listening to The Jolt Files, your electrifying source of healthy East meets West wisdom. Zap over to thejoltfiles.com for exclusive content and special offers and join us on the next episode to get your spark for life recharged.